I'm Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. From Massachusetts to Florida to the great state of Texas, that's the path my guest took to become a ranger, a Texas ranger. For the last nine years, Kelly Gavin has been the wonderful and talented team photographer for the Texas Rangers organization. The first thing I see is a comment from Ari with the Yankees, just saying, that's my friend. And I click on it, like, that's my friend, so proud or something. And I click on it. I'm like, what is she talking about? This is a Sports Illustrated cover. And then I realized it was my, it took me a full minute. And again, I wasn't on a whole lot of sleep, but I was like, just completely blown away. And then I just started crying. I'm like sobbing in my hotel room at 7 a.m. at this, like, I mean, it was just very surreal. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. We've had such guests who have beaten cancer, won the Oscar, and Los Angeles Times photographer Marcus Yam. Oh, man, it's so heartbreaking watching funerals, like especially like the mom, that lady who kept go- saying goodbye and then walking away and then running back and clawing at the ground, hoping that her daughter would come back. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into my conversation with Kelly Gavin. Kelly, thank you for uh, your time this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is great. I'm uh, to talk some baseball. This is uh, my first podcast to someone in Texas in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe you were, you're up that early on your side of the world. Jeez. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. We got uh, we have chickens now, so our our days get up earlier. So that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to have you on because uh, obviously you're the uh, Texas Rangers team photographer and with uh, the lovely playoffs starting uh, anytime soon, I wanted to get like inside the minds of the team photographers for the baseball audience that listens to the podcast so you can drop some like incredible knowledge on, on our audience. God help your audience if this is incredible knowledge. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be great stuff. Great this is gonna you're, you're gonna change the world in the next hour. Uh, <laughs> tell me this. How did you find the camera or did the camera find you? Yeah, so I guess growing up, my mom was the one who always had a camera. Um like a basic DSLR or not DSLR, SLR back in the day. That oh, right, yeah. She took to all the family events and, you know, everything. Any vacation we ever had, we always just, mom always had the camera running around. Um, and then it just kind of turned into, here, grab grab a picture of this. And she kind of handed off the camera to me. and So she could so be in the photos? Yeah, and or like she she didn't want to get up. She was talking with a friend. Here, go yeah. grab a picture of that. Your brother's in the water. You know, get that, whatever. Um, and so I think like one of my first uh, field trips, we did like a, a science trip to the beach one year back home. And my mom sent me with uh, a little 35 millimeter and said, take this with you. This is my old camera. Just get some pictures. So I, that was probably the first time on my own, I had the camera all to myself and, you know, the pictures are ridiculous. It's just kids on the bus and, you know, us finding rocks and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where, where that, the, the camera, you know, I guess my love for it began and I just kind of slowly, I became that person where, you know, all through high school, I always had the camera, um, 
you know, out and we we're doing whatever. I always had a camera on me. I usually had it, you know, playing sports. Um, I'd always have it on the bus with us and, and whatnot. So I kind of became known as the person that would have the camera wherever we were. And then, um, yeah. So when I was deciding to go to school, it was, I either want to be a nurse, which is funny. My mom's also a nurse <laughs> or I want to be a photographer. <laughs> I was split and I went, uh, with a, as a photo major, but I took my science classes where the, you know, beginning prereqs for nursing, um, anatomy and physiology. So I was kind of headed in the photo direction, but wanted a backup plan if I didn't, you know, think it was going to work out for me. Wow. So you, you're basically the safest photo well in America. Like you could take care of, <laughs> you could take care of people and take pictures. Like, like. <laughs> I mean, I know how to dissect a mink. I don't know if that qualifies me to take care of anybody, but <laughs> oh, okay, maybe not major head trauma, but you get a band aid on a person and check a pulse. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yep. Oh, that's that's interesting. That uh, that's the way it kind of evolved. Yeah. Did you? I mean, did you? Were you immediately intuitive and understand like composition and and the apertures and shutter speed, or did that? Was that a slow process for you? That was a slow process for sure. I mean, composition, I think I was pretty strong, like younger. You know, I think I, I figured that out pretty quickly on my own without, you know, critiquing or anything. I think that was, you know, in college for me, the biggest learning curve was, yeah, manual settings and flash and uh, studio lighting and and all that. But um, I, I do think the composition part kind of came natural to me i guess i mean i guess it's what it's everything you see right if you're paying attention to photos you see everywhere and in magazines and you know you you pick up on that stuff if you're paying attention right yeah yeah so that was it you were off and running yeah i mean yeah i I remember i sat down with my uh, high school art teacher we didn't have a we didn't have a photo program And I just said to him, I really want to get into this. This is what I want to go to school for, but I don't know anything about these cameras. Like I can snap photos that look good on program, but right. So he kind of gave me a little bit of a, the anatomy of the camera and, you know, this is a mirror and this is, you know, your shutter and the whole bit. And, um, you know, he, he was like so excited for me that I was going in the art direction, but didn't, you know, he was like, I just wish we had a program here. So you weren't going in kind of behind the game. And that's, that was exactly it. When I went to college, I was the only one in my class who didn't already have photo classes under their belt. Really? Um, yeah. Which kind of makes sense. I guess if you're going as a photo major, you would, you would think you'd have some formal training and I really didn't. So I felt like I always felt behind. I always felt like I didn't know, you know, I I just, everyone else kind of already knew what they were getting into. It was all film at the time. Right. Uh, we had like digital Photoshop classes and everything, but um, we were probably one of the last universities still doing all film and, and no digital because they wanted us working in the in the dark room and whatnot. So it was just it was all a learning curve for me. Um, I felt like I had to work extra hard because I you know had no background. Right, playing but catch then, up a bit. Yeah, but then. Um, the summer going into my sophomore year, I um, 
got in touch with the team photographer for the Marlins, Dolphins, and the Heat at the time. Um, he did, his name's Dennis Bancroft, and my brother was interning at the Heat, and they shared a, a locker room. Like, just, my brother was interning with the mascot at the Heat, and he was also trying to get into sports, and, and the guy looked at him one day and said, does your school have a photo program? And he said, yeah. And he said, I need an intern. He said, well, my sister's actually in the photo program at the school. And he said, we'll have her come in and, you know, I'd like to meet her and see if she'd have any interest. And, um, I like my first interview per se was just Shaq reading to kids at, at, um, the arena one day, just a very like, you know, static shot. Right. And so he handed me a camera and said, just roam around and get what you can get. And, um, he couldn't believe I didn't have a digital camera at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, then he had me, you know, go around the arena and get beauty shots of the facility. And he didn't want to see anything I had done prior. He wanted to see how I shot. Um, and so, I mean, pretty much what I thought he would tell me was, you know, the shots look great, but you need to work on, you know, technical stuff. Some of your exposure is a little under, some are over, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn the camera a little more. So yeah, that was the, that was kind of the start of the, the sports career. Were you loving it at the time, especially in school? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. What, I, um, did it quickly become your love? Like this, I've, got to do this. This is what I want to do. Yep. 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 And, and I had, I had told my parents, like, I want to, I want to shoot, you know, Red Sox games for a living. I want to, you know, I grew up in Boston and we were huge sports fans. And, um, you know, once I was in high school, I remember just kind of always paying attention to the photo pits when I'm watching games. And, you know, I just, I, I always brought a camera when I went to games, if I did, you know, we'd go, scalp you know grab tickets for the uh (laughs) bleachers and just go you know me and a friend or something once we got our license but so yeah it was always I always wanted to get into baseball and I always wanted to to shoot so I didn't know really the process of getting there but it kind of just it happened what an an absolute catch you were like 16 year old girl scalping tickets driving to a Red Sox game with a camera (laughs) good lord you're you're a unicorn Jesus. I guess so. Oh my God. You must have been the most popular girl in the college in the photo department. Like, Hey, I'm scalping tickets, going to the game. What? Wow. Uh, I had to explain everything to my wife about sports when we met. She had no idea. Like the time conception of when I'd say there's four minutes left on a football game. That's about 30 minutes. The four minutes. Yeah. Or an inning can take an hour or two minutes so for you to be like the scalping tickets going to a game with a camera man (laughs) what a catch so i mean that but that's but aren't we lucky how we can find our love like that and ours is obviously photography and we're just like head over heels that's all we want to do we want a camera give me a subject and let's go i know it just i the way it all kind of hand out I never could have imagined but obviously I mean this was this was the dream job here was I want to be a team photographer for a major league baseball team and um yeah to think about you know 
God, I was so behind in class. I went from that to like skipping class to go work events and games and stuff. And some of my professors were cool with it and some were not happy about it, but (laughs) it was like, this is experience. And if, if I don't go like, you know, it was kind of this, this game back and forth, just thinking, God, this teacher is really not going to be happy about this, but I'm going to go work with Don Shula today and learn, you know, he was particular in how he was photographed and all that. And I knew, you know, that was an opportunity I didn't want to miss. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was quite a balance. I think trying to, trying to get through school and like, you know, after I guess like end of my sophomore year. So that was like my first full year doing this. I ran into someone and they were like, man, where did you transfer to? And I was like, Oh no, I still go here. <laughs> I just like work every day, you know, before class, after class, you know, I'm, I was just nonstop. I don't, I don't know how I, uh, and I was young enough. I could still find time to, you know, go have some drinks afterwards somehow, just not sleep, I guess. Right. You, you only need about 30 <laughs> minutes of sleep a day when you're in your twenties. Right. Exactly. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I don't get a good nine yeah. and a half with two naps, I'm no good. Oh my God. I know. Thanks. <laughs> So when did, you, when did you shoot your first professional baseball game as a professional photographer? It, I, honestly, I, so I was, I was shooting with him when I was 19. It was, uh, April of 2006, just after opening day was, was my first game I covered. Okay. And I remember, I mean, he was like, you're going to be over here in this first base photo pit. And I was like, does, does somebody else need this seat? Like I, I didn't feel <laughs> comfortable. You know, I was like, are you, sh- I could, I could shoot up top or do, you know, I don't want to take, he's like, listen, this is, this is one of the Marlin spots. This is where you're going to shoot. Anyone gives you any trouble, just tell them to talk to me. I was like, all right, God help us. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> um, Say a prayer. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I was very, very fortunate because there are a lot of people who shoot years of minor league baseball trying to get, you know, into that. Yeah, high school, they're in little towns where there's not even major league teams and college and they work their way up. And yeah, you're, you could barely rent a car and here you are at your first game. That's fantastic. Exactly. So it was the Marlins and who, do you remember? I don't you got to look it up. You got to find out. I want to say the Mets. Okay. I know. I do. I, I feel like it was the Mets. Because um, I do. I remember walking by Mike Piazza in the in the tunnel okay. one day. And he just said, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I text my dad. Like, I just walked by Mike Piazza. In the <laughs> like, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> you know, it was just <laughs> he was very friendly. He just said hello and kept moving. And I was just like, oh, my God. I don't even know if I replied to him, you know, <laughs> just kind of, <laughs> hello, Mr. Piazza. Was that a bit surreal? Like you're a 19 year old kid and there you are at the ballpark. You're, you know, a couple of years removed from high school Absolutely. and now you're with multi-million dollar athletes. Yes. I mean, it was, I would say surreal is probably an understatement. Yeah. Like, again, especially with, you know, baseball and football have always been my sports. And I think just, you know, you, you grow up watching these guys on TV all the time and to physically be there, you know, shooting now they're like, 
I don't even think twice. So like our guys are like my brothers, you know, I just, just goobers. It's not even a thing. Yeah. yeah like I, I don't even think about it. You know, I shoot what they do on the field and you know, you walk by them, you don't even, it doesn't even phase you now, but then it was like, I mean, yes, I was so nervous all the time. I felt like I was going to say the wrong thing or, you know, you're just, right. you're questioning every move you make. I don't want to overstep. I don't want to, you know, where can I be? Where can't I be? And um, yeah, surreal for sure. How has your covering baseball changed from, from then to now, the way you go about covering so, a game? Yeah, I'd say for sure it is like, just absolutely second nature now like I don't I mean I like we have a videographer that's in the photo pit with me and you know we'll be mid-conversation and someone turns a double play or something she's like did you just get that you were just looking at me and you know but you you know what to expect and when it's you know when it's all gonna happen whereas when you're starting out it was you're trying to think like what could happen here and where might the ball go and what you know the shift probably makes things a lot easier now too. We, everyone pretty much knows where the ball's going. Right. right but, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think it's, it's just second nature now. So, I, you know, I don't get, I used to get nervous or, you know, when I started out, like to shoot, just to shoot a baseball game, I was like, you know, kind of amped and nervous. And now it's just kind of like, go, you, you do it. You, you know, you get pregame knocked out, you get, okay, we got through that part. Let's, you know, get the starter. Let's get them out to social. Let's, I mean, obviously social media is a huge change from, uh, when I started out, none of that was, was a thing. Oh God. Yeah. Um, like you, you had no clue that thing was going to completely <laughs> throw baseball on its head. Yes. Yes. When, um, when you started out, you were digital, correct? Or were you guys so, still, still yes, shooting film? Then, yeah. So Dennis, uh, was, was digital, but he would shoot the pregame, like the grip and grid stuff from pregame ceremonies with a film camera. Okay. And then everything else was digital. So he, you know, handed me, he had a bunch of equipment and I believe it was like a Canon 20 D he gave me right. to start with and play with and learn. And could you um, imagine being a team photographer shooting film right now? Oh my God. No, no. Yeah. And I went back and shot film, like maybe in like 2010 or something, I shot a game with like a 36, uh, roll of film. And I, I just remember thinking like every shot you're, you know, and I was like, how did these guys do it for years? I just, and that was before autofocus too, to think about Uh trying to focus and make sure you have enough film for, what you're going to need that day. And I know. Yeah. It's, I mean, imagine um, if, if I give you four rolls of film to cover a game and you're praying yeah. to, and you're praying to God, it's not a, you know, 10, eight game, no hitter. right. Or a no hitter <laughs> or it goes extra innings and you're on a deadline to go back and process like, Oh God. I know. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, I mean, but I will say people say it's so much easier now with, with digital and I'm like, yes, but yeah, we're still editing for hours. Like there's still so much to go through and so much to get rid of and, you know, all that kind of stuff that 
and or memory that you're purchasing to, to store all the stuff. And I mean, it, it's a different animal in that sense for sure. Yeah. Because we end up shooting thousands of images. Well, somebody's got to look at them. Somebody's got to edit them right. down. Someone's got to put metadata on yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Well, what is, what is the, the one thing you absolutely love about baseball? Because as we know, baseball is completely different than the other major sports. But what 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 do you yeah. love about it when you photograph it? I mean, it's a, that's a good point. I because when I did start, I was shooting Marlins, Dolphins, and Heat, and they're three different worlds, right? Like, oh yes, you know, football is so intense. Every game is like a playoff game. Like just the way they prepare and how locked in everyone is. It's it's just it's different. Um, yeah, it's not even comparable. Like show. Yes. Yeah. Basketball feels like you're there at a show and the, you know, the lights are on and it just, it's, a, that's its own deal. Baseball is very loose. Like generally speaking, it's just, the guys are just, you know, messing with each other. And I just, it's, it's a lot easier to just kind of be a fly on the wall. I think in, in those situations, whereas football is intense and you don't want to, you know, piss a coach off or, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to pick your spots where baseball is just kind of, you know, the guys are relaxing and getting ready for a game. And, you know, obviously playoffs is a little different, but leading up to that, I mean, and even in playoffs, I think a lot of times the guys are trying to stay loose. So they're still trying to, you know, keep up the antics and mess with each other and get each other going to relax everyone. Right. It's, um, that's kind of the the whole deal. So I think, I think being in it and, and being around those guys and like the camaraderie is what I love. Um, you know, again, shooting it, it's always been my sport. It's always been the sport I love. And, um, I think I just, I just love the game. Like I, I love everything about it. So, I mean, I could go sit and watch little league for hours. I could watch high school. I, I love, you know, watching it, but I love shooting it because, you know, you're documenting the history of the game and, and that's special to me too. Did you play softball? I did. I was terrible. Okay. Do you ever, <laughs> even this chance now, do you ever get to uh, throw a ball around or, or get in the batting cage? Actually, the guys threw me in the cage at Dodger Stadium, uh, you know, in the cages in the tunnel, not yeah, yeah. there. I think it was attached to the clubhouse. Um, which I mean, probably my boss wouldn't have been thrilled about, but I was like, like Mitch Moreland and I'm trying to think of who no, I'm you have to do NBA that. That's you have to do yeah. that. That's a memory. You're going to be, you know, 86 years old, bouncing a grandchild on your knee saying, you know, your grandmother one time played, you know, batting cages at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. She was so raking. Surreal. Your grandmother was a raker. Let me tell you, she, you know, you're gonna, you gotta go in. If the guys, you know, grab your gear and throw you in there, you, you gotta take some hacks. Yeah. So yeah, I did, and I love to hit. I was ter- I was terrified of the ball, but I love to hit. So I, I still, I'll go to the cages on my own now. I have a, I have a little kid sized wooden bat I bring, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, that was that was probably the only time I, I think I ended up in in the cages or anything. At one time at spring training, a couple of the minor league coaches we were waiting on a event for 
some sponsors to come by and they said, you want to take some hacks? And I was like, I thought you'd never ask. So we did out on the backfields at spring training and, um, you- got a couple out of the infield. I was proud of my performance. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you reach into your camera bag, put on your gloves? Oh, you I wasn't prepared. <laughs> She's got her spikes on. Pretty much. <laughs> Thought you'd never ask. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, well, man. okay, so then what's the ying to that? What what drives you nuts about baseball? Because I hate to use the word hate, but you know, it's that uh, but there's something about baseball that can really drive you crazy. What is that for you? I mean, I would say at this point, it's the, it's the length of the season. Um, this was, I guess the first year I did all six weeks of spring training because (sighs) of COVID they wanted, they wanted more, um, coverage that we could disseminate out, you know, to the media. And I, it was long. It was, uh, you know, I normally was probably there three weeks, so it's still long, but to do six weeks without a day off, running right into the season. Wow. We've had a lot of weekend series at home. Yeah. So I, I think just it's tough to have any semblance of a personal life. And, um, I mean, I love the game. So I honestly, there's like nothing I dislike about baseball, but it, it the length of the season and it's, it's been a long one for sure. And we're losing, like we're, we might hit a hundred losses this year. So, um, you know, that makes it a little, it feel longer, I think too. Well, everybody's got a goal. If you're going to go big, go for a hundred, <laughs> you know, don't half-ass it. <laughs> no one remembers you if you win or lose 88, but win or lose a hundred, right. you know? <laughs> I know it's, it. you know, and you feel for the guys that they're all, they're trying, they're pressing, they're, you know, um, I feel for our coaching staff and cause you haven't been in the playoffs yeah, since what? 15, 16, 16 was our last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, that, that, a while. yeah. That starts to wear on you. What is your, cause the team photographer is much different than Getty AP or the Dallas morning news is like progress or, or process going into a game. What is your process when, when you've got a game against, Oakland on a Tuesday, what's your mindset? What do you do? So the day to day is, you know, you're, you're getting your gear ready. You head out, you shoot your pregame, you, you know, just knock out all that kind of stuff. And then, um, I mean, it depends on, you know, who's pitching. We've had several debuts this year. So obviously if you have one of your guys debuting at home, which is ideal, I hate it when it happens on the road and we can't cover. Um, but obviously the focus is on that player and, and what he's doing. Um, and see, my, you keep track of that stuff. You just said something. A lot of people don't like that just washes by people. You're keeping track of who's debuting, who comes up in double and triple a, cause that's a memorable moment for those guys. Right? No, that's honestly, that's, it's probably one of my favorite parts of being the, the team shooter is covering those moments for the guys, especially if they've, you know, like, come up in our system and you've known them since, you know, some of the guys, um, that were at our Dominican facility, you know, I've known since they're 16. Jesus. Um, and so, you know, getting to see them make that, that jump and, and debut and it's, you know, you feel like they're like your little brother or something. And it's, you know, you get to do the photos with their family post game and, 
you know, the, the parents are always so emotional and it, it's just, it's so special. I can't even, even if they don't have the best debut, they go over and, you know, whatever they're a pitcher and they kind of get lit up. It's still, you know, they had their first strikeout right. or, you know, they, they made it. They're here. They're wearing the um, professional uniform. Know, it right. Mean, yeah. Right. You know, it doesn't and, say, you know, just, it doesn't it, say some weird name on the front. It says Rangers. And that's like, they're right. there. They've arrived. It's big. Exactly. They got that MLB logo on the back. And, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's part so, of the yeah, process to keep track of that. that. Yep. Absolutely. Just kind of pay attention. And I do try to, I'm not as good with the visiting team, but I, I always try to just take a look and make sure they don't have any debuts or anything. Cause sometimes information doesn't get to you. And then it's after the fact, it's like the worst feeling when they say, did you get any photos of so-and-so they just debuted or this was their first big league strikeout or their first big league hit or, and if, if you weren't waiting on it and you weren't, you know, that's, that's a crushing feeling to me because you want to document that for them. Right. You want to send it off to somebody with our guys. Right. And with our guys with the opportunity to do it on the road, I do try to hit up their team photographer, you know, their PR staff, if, if they don't have a team photographer and just ask if, you know, there's someone that can make sure to get something. Um, but yeah, that's, you're right. That is a part of it. I didn't even, I don't even think about cause it's just, it's what you do. Right. So what's your then dated like in, in game, are, is there ever sometimes where you're like, I'm going to shoot up top or I'm going to shoot behind third or I'm only going to shoot with a six or a four. Do you, do you change that up because you have so many games in, a, in the baseball season? So ideally I do. However, we're still in COVID protocol where I can only be shooting from the first base photo pit. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so it's not ideal. And our new pits are like down. They're basically shallow, shallow right field and shallow left field. They're real far down the line. Oh, really? So like you're starting pitchers. Yes. Um, so that's, that's been a challenge. Cause I mean, we get a lot of right-handed pitchers and you're getting just fully their backs on the side of their face at best, you know, um, I am able to go shoot up in the catwalk. It, it sounds like next year, hopefully things will be back to normal, but I thought they'd be back to normal by now. And they're not, our third base pit is for non-tiered media and our first base pit is for the tiered media. So, um, those catwalk photos have been gorgeous. Well, thank you. And so that's, I mean, that's a treat to be able to do that. Obviously when, you know, we were building, I thought I want to get, you know, directly over second base and and the pitcher and all that. Cause that's just a perspective you don't get often. Um, and so the first, the first time I went up, I just, there's this, I was fine. Like kind of the whole way you climb up a couple ladders and, and you're going around the, uh, exterior of the park. But then when you get to the point where you're, you've got to climb up over everything to go over the middle, there's this shoot, this ladder that's like up along the scoreboard and it's right up against the transparent part of our, our wall, like our roof area. And it is, you can see the parking lot like miles down and how tiny the cars are. And the first time I did that, I was like, 
oh God, okay, don't think about it. I just remember like try to talk myself, like just just get up the ladder, just keep moving. Don't even think about it. Don't look anywhere else. Just look at your hands. Look at the next thing you're climbing, right? But then you get up there and it's like, oh my God, this is this is what I want to shoot. This is beautiful. It's just a different look on everything. Um, but yeah, it's so that's been a, a treat. And unfortunately, we've actually had two no-hitters thrown at our ballpark this year. What? from visiting players oh yes <laughs> Oopsies. So, so for yes and so for one of them i happened to be up there and i had my editor ben he's normally live editing the games well i had him shoot the game from down in the pit just all the action for social media and i went up to get just different looks of everything and i'm looking at the scoreboard i'm like oh my god this isn't you know I think it was like the fifth inning I looked up and I was like, I need to probably start thinking about getting down just in case. And, um, I think I headed, I think I started to head down in the seventh, but it's like a 30 minute trek from up over, um, second base to get back down to the field level. Oh my God. So, yeah. So, you know, in the, in the innings, everything is moving really fast when a guy's throwing a no-no, right? Cause nobody's hitting. I mean, it's just, it's quicker on that half. So of course. <laughs> I, I just start hustling in the seventh. I'm like, this thing's moving too quick. I, I gotta, you know, I gotta make a move. So I text Ben, you know, I'm, I'm trying to head down, but stay where you're at for now. And I'll let you know when I get down there. And I just, I threw together a setup. I, I put her, I put two remotes actually like, down one was on a tripod a a mini tripod I have a wide shot um to get the scoreboard in there and then one was a 70 to 2 that I just propped up on the the cameraman next to me's uh like camera cover (laughs) to get him like wide with his with his teammates celebrating and I shot with the three I believe um and yeah I mean I made it down in the bottom of the eighth I believe and, you know, I'm like right next to our bench and I'm like, I feel bad because I've never, I shot in the inside. Well, I thought, I know this isn't protocol, but if this is history, I need to be here. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, you, you need to get that shot with the scoreboard. So, um, but I just remember all the coaches kind of looking over and I'm thinking, Oh God, I don't mean to rub it in their face right now. This is just making it worse. But um, yeah, so we, Anyway, all that to say, it is a haul to get up and down, but um, I made it down for for the no hitter. <laughs> uh, and, is- and ironically, it was Kluber was with us the year before. He threw like a couple innings of his debut with us, and he blew out his arm. Oh, so he he was done. Like he was a big signing, and that was it. He was he was done. So then he signs with the Yankees. He comes back here. This is the second time he's ever pitched at our new ballpark. And he throws a no-no. Oopsies. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> how, I know. How are you enjoying your new stadium? Even under Honestly, the COVID I, protocols. You know, it's obviously you're not. Yeah. That's what's killing me because I, I've not been able to explore. I explored in summer camp 2020 that, you know, our – spring training, uh, whatever you want to call it. They officially called it summer camp. Um, but <laughs> so I, got, I, there was nobody in the facility. Right. And I was not in the tier at the time. They didn't have me in the testing protocol. 
So I just roamed the ballpark, but it was empty, but I was getting just different looks. And I just remember thinking when this is full, these, this angle would be beautiful or that angle. And I've still not been able to do that just because I'm in the, the tier system and, you know, God forbid you come down with COVID and share it with the team. So, right. um, but yeah, the air conditioning is wonderful. Uh, those hundred, <laughs> hundred plus degree days in Texas, uh, <laughs> were grueling. The so. first thing out of your mouth is the air conditioning. <laughs> Not, not the uh, yes. the food, the amenities, the parking, the photo location, oh, the air conditioning. No, listen, wants. I'm telling you, <laughs> I know you're out there for at least a, a series, but those day games and a hundred plus, oh yeah, where you would literally, I mean, I'd have to drink water the night. I'm, I'm not a player, mind you. I'm just standing in a photo pit, but I'd have to hydrate the night before the game, wake up have two bottles of water before I left my apartment and then drink Gatorade on ice, like in game, just to, just to get by without feeling dizzy. I mean, <sighs> it was, it was a prep it, and people would say, Hey, you want to grab drinks after the game? And I'd be like, I, I realize you're up in the press box in the air conditioning, but some of us like no chance I will get home, shower, sit on the couch and I'll wake up two hours later. Cause I'm just wiped. <laughs> right. And see, that's part of your process is hydrating, staying, yes. you know, those July and August summers will just get you in that heat. Absolutely. It was, it was absolutely insane. I don't. And what's funny is I came from Miami after we finally built a ballpark with a roof. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm done shooting day games. And then this job opened up and I applied and I get it. And the first thing everyone said was like, you finally got a roof and you're going to go somewhere hotter and play outside. You're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, That's a good, good question. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So the girl's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Not the, not the brightest bulb, I guess. Oh, she just loves her <laughs> baseball. So she'll go. So I, I'm guessing yeah. then you would prefer a night game where it's only 88 than a day game where it's 105 and it's, you know, 98% humidity and no wind. Yeah. I mean, honestly though, our night games, it's still, you know, in the nineties at night, it doesn't, the temps don't drop here. Like they do like the East coast. It, it always cooled off at night here. It really, it doesn't, but you lose the sun. So you're not, you know, battling that. I miss, you know, in our new ballpark, we it's closed the majority of the time because it's so hot. So I miss the getting, you know, that sunset shot or, you know, the beautiful skies you can get sometimes with the clouds and, um, you know, that's, that's always, and I knew it was coming cause I, I did this in 2012 and I thought you know, everyone was so excited and I was like, well, soak up these last couple sunsets though. We're going to miss this, yeah. <laughs> you know, natural light. Yeah. How, how um, is your new ballpark when the roof is open? Does it, does it photograph differently? I mean, does sun come in at a, a, you know, I don't know how, I haven't been there yet. So I don't know what your windows and shaft of light scenario is. So we've got, uh, I guess the, the, the walls are so high that you, you really can't get a sunset from inside. Okay. Um, so that, that's something that was of note to me. Cause I thought, you know, once we open it and I was like, wait a minute, I don't know that we're going to see much. And we, we really didn't you see the, you know, the, um, sky, the color change, but 
Um, that's it. I, we've got like a little pocket. Yeah. We've got a little pocket of light sometimes that'll hit the pitcher and the first baseman. Um, you know, that that's up over the, the third base side that occasionally peeks through, but sometimes you don't catch it at all, but I'm on the opposite end. I'm in the first base photo pit. So for me, it's, <laughs> you know, you can get a pretty silhouette sometimes if it's strong enough. Um, but you know, that's kind of, it's a, it's a real pretty shot from the other side when, you know, they're, they're just sitting in the spotlight for those couple minutes. What is your gear scenario? Are you a big gear person and you're constantly staying on top of it? Like wanting to get the new R3 or the so switch to Sony, which I've noticed half the team photographers in baseball have like, are, are you aware of that? Yeah. So I, um, I actually was sent a whole bunch of gear from Sony. They, they were, they were trying, I think to help me make the switch and it's a little more affordable. Yes. Um, I mean, they sent me a full kit. I mean, I had it, I had a 400. <laughs> I had, they just said, list all the lenses that you use for your games and we'll send you the closest, you know, to what we we've got. So um, man, they're trying to get you hooked. You know, my 16 to, <laughs> and, and it was great. It just, I was shooting games and it was, it was tough to, I was so busy because we were building a ballpark. And so, you know, mornings were spent on site shooting construction all day. And then I'd come over. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time to play with them. They let me keep them for a couple of weeks, but it just, you don't want to miss a play in the game because you were trying out the other camera. Or yeah. See, that's I pretty the- much had like one and one. And yeah, I, I tried and I just, I was like, you know, learning all the buttons and the menus and I, and I don't have the money to invest in it. And, you know, unfortunately it's, I pay for my gear. So. Oh, we got to get um, that changed. I've Hello, Texas Rangers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm drooling over the, the R3, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I just myself upgraded to, uh, the one DX Mark two, just bought it used to kind of keep up with the, with the times a little bit. I, I pay attention to all of it, but you know, I don't really have the budget to spend on it. So it's, you know, I got to pick and choose when, um, the, the, the time is right to upgrade. But I did, I shot postseason last year for MLB and Canon was very helpful. They sent me three 1DX Mark IIs. I, they said, you know, what do you need? And I was hoping for a Mark III and they said, we, we absolutely are totally out of them. Um, how, about, how about a Mark II and, you know, whatever. So they sent, I asked for one, they sent three, which I used as remote cams, a couple of them. It was, it was great, but it also got me hooked on them. Cause I saw how many more shots I was nailing the focus on that I wouldn't with my one DX. Um, so yeah, like you said, drug dealers, they, they yeah. kind of forced me to go upgrade my body. See? Yeah. <laughs> They're pushing it on you, Kelly. Yeah. Just say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a little taste. Makes me, you know, yes. girls working extra. Yep make your camera. Oh, that's so, that's the worst too. And Sony, Sony did that to me and they and I, God love them. If I won the lotto, I'd switch tomorrow. 
but yeah, they, they did the same thing. Like, what do you want? And it's like, Oh man, leave me alone. Stop. Stop. I know. Cause I mean, and they're, the quality is, is impressive and you know, but yeah, it's, it's very hard to switch mid career when you've got all the glass, you know, for, for another, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough switch. Um, you touched on it and it's very weird that the world series is played on a neutral site in a new stadium. How was that for you last year to be a part of that? You know, having the world series in your house. Yeah. I mean, it was honestly, it was incredible. It was coming off a very long year and, you know, with everything that went on with COVID and the way the season panned out and, um, it was a welcome change just because it was exciting baseball. And it was, you know, that whole season you're like, especially I think being in a, a closed facility, and having no fans, it was just, I don't, I don't even know how to, it felt like the end of the world or something, you know, you're shooting baseball and they're, they're trying to get everyone excited and trying to pump in crowd noise. It just all felt very bizarre. So to change gears to postseason where these guys are ready to go and they're, you know, they're crushing it for their teams and, you know, there's a lot of momentum and it was, it was such a great experience, honestly. I mean, it was crazy. I was in a bubble for 35 days. Oh, I had Jesus. to uh, move into a hotel room. <laughs> um, how was I had that? A, like how, a week, I believe. Well, how was that experience? Yeah, it was, like it was pretty crazy. abandoning your house and moving into a, a hotel. Like, what? yes. So do you have pets? <laughs> I do. That was like the hardest. I mean, and he was like a year and a half at the time. I had just got him. I have a dog. Oh, jeez. Um, and, so, so I brought him back to the woman who fostered him. I called her up and I said, I've got this opportunity that I, I cannot say no to. And I honestly, I, but I can't bring him. And she, you know, I told her what was going on. She said, well, you have to do that. That's a great, I said, I know. Can, can you watch him? I will pay you. And so, um, she took him back for 35 days. I got photo updates all the time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a mom. And, um, <laughs> yes. And yeah, so I, I had to move into the hotel. I, I, uh, packed up for 35 days, try to think of everything I could need and want. We had a full week where we couldn't leave the, the room itself, um, to quarantine just to get into the bubble. Oh, Jesus. So that was a very long week. I mean, it was, I needed it, I think in the sense that I was nervous about the postseason. I wanted to map out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to set remotes. So it was great because it gave me a lot of time to think, maybe too much time to think. Um, but also, like, you're not moving. So you don't, you're not tired. You're not, I brought a jump rope, which was probably the best decision I made because I was able to just, like, move, you know, if you're, right. you're in a tiny little hotel room and you can't. So, um you know, I just did like the exercises that I could do in place and stuff, but, um, it like just food deliveries and, you know, just everything was, was bizarre. It was like, you know, they would knock on the door and leave it outside and you go grab your food and, you know, but you couldn't con you couldn't have any contact with anyone, even if you were all in masks, like, um, how'd you keep and your then sanity? Once I got out of the bubble, it was, Oh, I, it, 
I mean, I lost that years ago, but yeah, (laughs) I don't know that (laughs) I would not advise a week in a hotel room. Um, Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the Ritz Carlton or, you know, the Holiday Inn, like at some point, like seven days without talking to anybody and feeling like, no, you've got cooties. Nobody wants to be near you. You know, they throw food at your door and run, you know, that's, (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had plenty of wine with me, you know, that helped me get through it. Uh, I did did pack wine for my 35 days. (laughs) So between Sony trying to get you hooked, you became an alcoholic during this, during the postseason. Like, (laughs) like, thank you, Major League Baseball. You're really helping out the the greater people of the Dallas area. Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's brutal. But the, yeah, so but you, I mean, you again, got it. so worth it. Yes. Yeah. Got through that week. And then it was like, you know, you could take certain shuttles at certain times over to the facility. Um, and so it was like, okay, let, let's hit the ground running. I need to set remotes. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to organize, you know, see where the photo pits are, like where we're at and who's going to be there and what we think we're marking. And, you know, I was working. So Jessica Carroll. Yeah. So, Normally you, um, you know, you know, your place, right. It's a new stadium for you. So you kind of still didn't even know your stadium and you're trying to be the host to help Jessica. Like, Oh, this is a great spot. This is a great spot, but you didn't quite know them yet. Right. Exactly. God, that Um, must've been frustrating. And I do. Yes. I mean, and I remember telling her, you know, these, these suites behind home, um, are, are beautiful. We have these field suites, which I think you guys have in yeah, Anaheim, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I, like, you know, we, I was like, that would be the most beautiful spot, but I've not, I've not been able to leave this photo pit. And she's like, well, yeah, let's, let's shoot in there then. Yes. We'll, we'll make sure we can get some access over there. And the suites were actually used for staff for those games because they were the only ones allowed on that level. So you know, right. I think Fox had a suite and, you know, the PR staff had a suite for both teams and um, the league had their own suites. And so they just let us kind of bum in a couple of them and there were Ethernet ports right under the net. I mean, just perfect. <laughs> like <laughs> like it was scripted that that was going to be where a photo position was. So, you know, you plug in and and um, those spots were, were perfect, um, you know, and then just c- kind of communicating what the the catwalk situation looked like trying to explain that over the phone to Alex uh, Troutwig, who was yeah. a league photographer at the time who was covering the West coast games. He was out in uh, San Diego covering. So, you know, there was coordination with him and kind of what, what he might need help with when he got in for world series. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was so unique in that way. Cause you know, if it's, I, the league always comes in and handles photo positions for, I think the CS and the world series, mm-hmm. but you know, to, to, there was just a lot of coordination because people couldn't physically be places. And, you know, once you had the access, it was okay, let's try to explain show and take photos of what we've got and communicate all that to the league and whatnot. So you, you touched it a bit. Did you get any put input into the stadium? Like saying, hey, you know, these would be great locations for photo wells or photo positions. Did, did you get any input into that? Not a whole lot, no. 
I yeah, mean, architects. We do have <laughs> <laughs> we do have four photo pits. Okay, uh, which I, they they originally said probably wouldn't happen uh, at this place, but it did. Um, but everything's just moved out because of those field suites behind homes. So the the on deck circle spots are a little bit further down the down the lines, um, and then the the outside ones are kind of shallow shallow outfield spots. But I mean, to me, the biggest thing was ideally a studio, a photo studio was what I was campaigning for just because, you know, you know what it's like. You get the headshot request two minutes before a guy walks in the building. Oh, by the way, we just signed so-and-so. He's coming in now. We need a headshot done, you know, and your gear could be at home or, you know, because it's, it's all my stuff. So it was, it's always just a matter of like, well, shoot, I need an hour at least to, to get everything wrangled up and get it set. Give me, you know, some time. And so if there was a studio, it would just make life exponentially easier. But I think it's tough to, to explain that to the people building that, you know, they, they have functional things they think they need to accomplish and you know, make sure the seats that are making all the money are, beautiful and perfect for the fans and everything else. So I think it probably is an afterthought, which is understandable, but, um, well, a yeah, girl I, can, I would a girl say can not, have dreams. Not a whole lot of them. <laughs> That's it. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's all. It's the still dream of that photo studio. Right. Didn't ask for a Tiffany ring, just a nice 20 by 12 yeah. space. <laughs> right. Yes. I don't even need a window. Just, oh yeah, God. exactly. Uh, Paint it all white. I don't need anything fancy. Yeah. Just, Any <laughs> white. I don't care. Just white. Yep. Uh, what, yep. <laughs> tell, tell me this. What makes a great baseball photo to you? I mean, to me, it's emotion. So, and there are some guys that don't show a whole lot of emotion and not to keep going back to Corey Kluber and his no hitter at our <laughs> ballpark, but you know, knowing him when he played with us, I, he just, he's very stoic. He does his job, works hard and puts his head down and does his thing. And I kind of, I remember thinking he's not going to give us any reaction. Is he like, he's throwing a no hitter. I don't think he's going to do much. And he actually did. And that was like, you know, so to me, the money shot is him arms up, like so happy, you know, just big grin on his face. And again, for him, that was a lot of reaction and a lot of emotion. Um, but yeah, and I do think as a team shooter, you, you know, the guys and their tendencies, or if you're a local guy who's shooting the team all the time, you know, whether it be for Getty or AP or anything, it's same, you know, you, you know, the guys and kind of what they, how they tend to react and, whatnot. So I'd say for sure it's the, to me, it's the emotion and, um, just trying to capture it. And it, as you know, sometimes you're waiting on it, waiting on it. They don't do anything. You, you start to look away and then they pump a fist. Yeah, of course. Sometimes it's a little delayed, sometimes <laughs> it's, you know, but yeah, I'd say emotion if I had to pinpoint it, I guess. What's the best baseball photo you've ever taken? So the Rugnet Odor, punch to Jose Batista, I would say. <laughs> that was boxing, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Um, yeah, that was that to me. And that was another situation where, you know, it all stemmed from the 2015 postseason. Um, 
he, you know, the, the infamous bat flip in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So they come back to us, um, the end of the next season. And, uh, it was the last game of the series. Matt Bush comes in a rookie to pitch. And I mean, he's got a crazy story in itself and has come such a long way. And he kind of gets put in a position where he's got to throw at Batista. So he does. And, you know, Batista walks and, um, a lot of the photographers at that moment stopped shooting to go transmit the photo of him getting hit. Um, and so then the next at bat, I don't even remember who it was. Guy hits into a double play and I, you know, you're shooting the double play. And then even again, at that point, some of the guys that were shooting the double play, they put the camera down right at the end of the play to try to get that stuff out. Well, I stayed on Ruggie because I thought, man, that was, that slide looked questionable and Ruggie's going to tell him, you know, cause I, Ruggie's fiery. He's, he's one of my favorite guys I've ever worked with mm-hmm. and he's a good dude. I think he got, he got this bad rap of being a thug or, you know, like, sure. Oh, this, this guy, he's, he's out of control. But I mean, he was pissed cause he takes pride in his work. And I, you know, that, that flip that stayed in all of our minds, let me tell you. Um, and so I mean, I just remember when he pushed him, I was like, oh, it is on. This is going to be good. And I mean, I was like, I I was losing my mind. Like, this is not happening right now. Like, I just remember saying stuff like that while I was shooting it. Um, But yeah, that punch, it was just so epic because normally those punches, I feel like happen in a, you know, a mosh pit of guys. Like they're, they're all together. And at that, at that point is when, but he just like, he had no, you know, he didn't hold back by any means. Um, so I think that's probably, uh, I, I got a cover shot from the postseason, So that one's special to me and that, you know, it, it was my first SI cover. So it felt like that one is special in its own right. But as far as my favorite shot I've taken, it would definitely be Ruggie and Batista. What's the SI cover? What's the photo? Uh, it's it's Mookie, it's Mookie Betts pumping his fist, rounding first after he hit a home run. Oh, that's your photo. Um, yes. High five, kid. That's great. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I don't get SI anymore, um, so I would not know who shot it. <laughs> I know. Well, and what's funny is like I, so I found out I was in the bubble. I was like, I woke up in my hotel room. <laughs> And I was on like two hours of sleep. I, cause I had a pack that night, you know, but it all kind of ended, it ended game six. I mean, it, you knew it was close, but I still had like crap to pack up and kind of get ready to, to move out physically of this room I've been in forever. <laughs> um, but, and then, you know, I, anyway, I ended up probably hitting the pillow at like 5am or something. And at seven, I woke up and I just, pick up my phone and then, you know, I pull up Instagram just to like kind of wake up. And I, the first thing I see is a comment from Ari with the Yankees, just saying, that's my friend. And I click on it. Like that's my friend so proud or something. And I click on it and I'm like, what is she talking? This is a sports illustrated cover. And then, it, and then I realized it was my, it took <laughs> me a full minute. And again, I wasn't on a whole lot of sleep, but I was like, just completely blown away. And then I just started crying. I'm like sobbing in my hotel room at 7am at this, like, I mean, it was just very surreal. And 
obviously we were tired. It was a lot of work over the month of time. And, um, I just like, yeah, I have no words. It was, it was absolutely, um, crazy to, and for the, it to be her who told me like one of the few women who shoot for another team, like she was the one to break the news to me. And when I told her that she's like, no way you didn't know before that they didn't con- you know, nobody told you. I was like, no, I didn't. you did. So. Well, that's what happens when you're quarantined for 35 days, drinking wine and playing jump rope. I mean, you just lose track of reality. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> your blood alcohol level was uh, well above knowing your SI cover. That's all. God, that's, that's right. a great little way to, to find out though. You know, you're- it was, it was, in, you know, and it was special because it's like, we just put in this crazy month of work. You're tired, you're, you know, and to like, just wake up to that as you're trying to move out and get, I mean, I, I can't remember. I think I texted it to my parents because I couldn't, like, I knew I wouldn't be able to say to workers, you know, this was like, <laughs> this just happened. But then I tried to, to your point of like, you don't get SI anymore. Like, I wanted to see it in, in the store. Like I wanted to see it on the magazine rack. Uh-huh. So I went, and this is like, again, during pandemic, I wasn't going anywhere. I was like a hermit for months, but now it was like season's over. I'm out of the bubble. I need to see this for myself. I went to, I can't even tell you how many stores over the period of like a month, just tr- cause I wanted to physically buy it in the store. I ended up just ordering it online. <laughs> sent to me. <laughs> which is very anticlimactic for what it is but what? like I, they didn't have it here which I don't know if it's because it wasn't a local team I mean but especially since we hosted it locally you would think that they'd have it in Texas I don't know you wanted to be but, that person um, at the checkout counter like uh, why ma'am why are you buying 20 SI covers oh okay it's mine <laughs> <laughs> just ring it up you I know. know I didn't even I, I was not going to do that, but I like needed it in my hands. I needed to like see it on the rack. Like I literally wanted an iPhone photo of the magazine on the rack with all the other magazines like that to me. It was just like, right. This is real. This is happening. But, but I didn't get that, but that's okay. I, I ordered it and you know, and you and the got, therapist got are working copies of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. day by day it'll get better i know because i could just see you going from like liquor store to grocery store to like the library (laughs) just anywhere doesn't anybody sell anything yeah barnes and noble i was like on a first name basis yeah and 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 of course that's the issue they're like you know what we're done with sports illustrated nah we're not gonna cover i I was like what is happening (laughs) yeah I don't oh, know. They had all the they had like the SI prior. They had they had all this other stuff, but right. not the World Series commemorative ones. Yeah, the, they still know. they still had the college football preview up somewhere, but they didn't have that. Right. Yes. Yeah, they probably had the high school football everything because we're in Texas as oh, well. But. Of course, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't get your damn cover. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> how, how, if you can, could you even sum up baseball in one word? Oh, that's a tough one. It 
dang, I can't, I can't, uh, I mean, history is like what comes to mind, just the rich history of it all. Maybe, I don't know. History is a good one because it, it, it has such a long one and it could be tied to so many different things. Right. I always think of that like, what would you try to sum up baseball in one word? Because it's nothing like, it's nothing like basketball, right? When you were with the Heat, they've got fire on the court and it's entertainment and cheerleaders yes. and has all kinds of stuff, right? right? And in football, it's like chasing, you know, fish in the ocean. That it's big and there's it's violent and and you know you go zero and two and basically you're you're wondering is your season done? Right. You could be, you can't right. get off to an Oh, three, four start. You're done. Baseball. Yeah. It's an absolute marathon. Even if you don't participate in spring training. So if you do that six weeks and then you got to go through October, it is the most grueling yeah. long. Yes. I mean, I don't know who the bastard was that thought, you know, let's go from 150 to 162 <laughs> because we just need 12 more days of baseball. Like, good Lord. Like what sports, it's like, you know, and obviously you and I don't play baseball on the professional level, but being in that bubble of the team, I can't imagine starting my, my workouts in December and January, go through spring training and have to keep my crap together all the way through October and be a professional athlete. Good God. I know. And that's when, when you hear stories about like players, like not signing or being rude or. I, you know, I don't want to make excuses for anything, but also I get it because everyone is tired at this point in the year. Everyone is, it has been long and the hours are insane and, you know, their travel schedule in itself is, you know, all these, especially teams who are getting a lot of Sunday night baseball and all that sort of stuff, Uh. like Yankees and Sox always seem to be up. Yep. We landed at, you know. 5 a.m. We flew in overnight from from Boston. We had a home game that you know Sunday night baseball and had to travel after. It is it is crazy. I mean it's it's a lot. It is to your point a very grueling season. Yeah, to the least. I, I I still I think they could play baseball in like 80 games. Let's just let's just knock it out. Let's let's start in uh, I don't know. May 15th and we'll finish up in August. Good Lord. Such a long season. Well, I guess that's pretty much what we did last year, right? We were July to right. July to October. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was crazy, but it worked. Uh, Kelly, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, I know it's Sunday, so it's, it's church day for you. You're going to get on the couch and watch some football. <laughs> You, That's right. I'm a, I'm a little late to watching my Pats game yeah. here. <laughs> well, hey, listen. You, you grow up in Massachusetts. You end up in Florida. Now you're in Texas. You, are you knocking out every major metropolitan area, professional sports-wise? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll be headed to L.A. next. L.A. or New me. York. You gotta you, you gotta get the neighbors. <laughs> Uh, tell, tell me this. Yeah, how, right? <laughs> how can people find your work? How can how can they find your the website or Instagram? Uh, yeah, so my Instagram is at uh, Kelly's Picks Three, um, and my uh, website is Kelly's Picks dot com. Okay, so how did K-E-L-L-Y. how did you get Kelly's oh, Picks sorry. Three and it's not one or two? 
You're the damn team photographer. I, you should have gotten well, one. <laughs> So three was like my number when I played sports as a kid. I don't know why, but it was. So I just, I went with that. Yeah. I didn't try. I wanted just Kelly's picks and that was taken. So I went with, I added the three for good measure. Damn it. <laughs> they should have given you that. You're a professional photographer. Damn it. Oh. Well, we'll see if we can make that change between that and the Rangers. We'll see what we can get changed. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Right. You're the best. Thank you so much for being a part of this. You know, I can't wait to. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, no, this is great. This is my pleasure. Like, this is awesome. I, I, I love your work. You got a beautiful new place with air conditioning. You know, no one wants to see a beautiful woman sweat during a baseball game. So it's good for you to be uh, <laughs> nice and comfortable <laughs> during the game. Oh, there were some rough games at the old park, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody needs to see that. You know, you want, you want to look good all the way through the ninth inning. There you go. Yeah. All right, Kelly, you're the best. Um, let's talk soon. Thank you so much. Okay, likewise. Thank you. You're the best. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Matt Brown, and you've listened to Just a Good Conversation. Please click the like button if you enjoyed the episode. You can always subscribe, and you can find all of our shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com.